today's goddess is the Hindu triple goddess of creation, preservation, and destruction. We are chatting today about Kali. Hello, goddesses. Welcome to episode number four of Goddess Chat with Nicole. I am your host, Nicole. I can't believe it's already four episodes. So we're in the new year and I'm going to change it up a little bit. I would like you to join me each week, not bi-weekly, each week as we drink some tea and explore the meanings, legends, and powers of this episode and each episode's goddess. Each goddess will have a separate mini podcast highlighting a meditation or ritual suggestion for you to connect with this goddess. If you love the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your chosen listening services. The best way to really show your support for the show is just to rate and review it and listen. Also, word of mouth is priceless. Well, let's grab that tea and welcome this week's goddess. It's tea time and a little bit of housekeeping. So today's tea is my The Witchwood Tea House, um, which is the Sacred Apothecary. And their website is www.thewitchwoodteahouse.com. This blend is called an empath's tea. So the ingredients are oolong, nettle, blueberry, lemon, mint, and dandelion. So it's loose leaf tea tastes delicious, makes me super happy, and yeah, I am drinking out of my John Ham mug. Gotta keep things traditional. This week, I have an amazing guest. Her name is Melissa, and she is the owner and creator at Society Verde, and I'll have all of her information in the show notes, and you can find her um, link on my Instagram which is goddess, G-O-D-D-E-S-S dot chat, C-H-A-T dot Nicole, forgot it for a moment, N-I-C-O-L-L-E on Instagram. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy. My first guest is a very wonderful friend of mine. Her name is Melissa, and she runs a whole mecca marketplace called Society Verde. So um, she is a yoga teacher extraordinaire. She is a goddess in her own right. She makes wonderful balms and candles, and she's beautiful, and she travels the world. So welcome, Melissa. Hi. For all the kind. Oh, words. of course. Well, I wanted to say more, and I'm blushing because I don't know what to say. But um, I'm actually looking at your website, and there's so much that you offer. You offer free meditations. Well, you tell us what you offer. Um, we're uh, a wellness society, and right now we're pretty much all virtual. So we're going to start offering some virtual yoga classes, like Nicole said. Free meditations are always available on the site, and then once we can get together again. We will gather in community, find ways to nurture each other, and then some travel experiences that can also help to nurture our planet as oh, well. I want that. I want to travel with you. Where was the last place that you I'm, traveled? 
Belgium. Belgium yes. A little over a year oh, ago. That was a year ago? Yeah, it was October in 2019. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, I should know this year just kind of went. <laughs> um, but you've been to Belgium. You went to Colombia as well? Yes. We did, yeah. Latin America is... Um, that's my land. That's where I love to go. Do you find yourself being also drawn to like different goddesses that are in the Latin American culture? We've traveled to a lot of Mayan mm, locations, mm -hmm. um, Guatemala. So I have gotten a little bit into the Mayan culture. Okay, well, thanks to traveling. I'll have to have you back on and be like, let's talk about this goddess. <laughs> um, and then before we start, I want to um, talk about, because I'm very proud of you and Erica is a very good friend of ours. And I hope to have her on one day as well. But um, you have... Yes. Uh, adjusted your yoga teacher brand to be called now aligned yoga teaching. So um, can, if anyone's interested, how can they find you about that? Yeah, we um, run a program called aligned yoga teacher training alignytt.com is the um, webpage that you can find us alignyttcle on social media. And it's a program run by Erica and myself. Ooh. So you get things from kind of two perspectives. And our next program actually starts next weekend. We'll have more continuing education opportunities down the road as well. Oh, that's wonderful. And, and you both, they got me into yoga. I always liked it, but once I moved back here and was like, I'm going to do this and then met Melissa and I was like, oh my God, she's amazing. Love her face so much. Let's, uh, let's get into doing what we came here to do. Let's talk about the goddess Kali. Are you excited? Yes. So when I had asked Melissa to be on the podcast, I said, what goddess calls to you? Now, generally from Melissa, she's very even keeled and balanced. And I'm expecting some like mother earth, earth goddess. And she said, Kali. And I was like, oh, interesting. I love this. <laughs> but in a way, Kali is kind of like a mother earth. She's, you know, her whole balance is, um, you know, what is it? Rebirth, it's birth, rebirth, destruction. So she is that, yep. that cycle. Um, some of my sources for this information, um, just the basic information, um, came from Britannia, Britannia. Yeah. So that was just a basic information on Kali. And then I found an amazing article from quartz.com. It was called Kali is the 3000 year feminist icon we needed today. And this is by Alyssa Marinelli. And it was actually super fascinating. So I've kind of taken bits and pieces and put it into into our little description about the goddess. Love it. Are you ready, Miss Melissa? Okay. I'm ready. So this opening paragraph comes from uh, Alyssa Marinelli's article. And again, I'm trying very hard with pronunciations and <laughs> words. And I, even before I, I logged on today and called Melissa, I did the whole YouTube to see how to say the word. So, and you can, you can help me out a little bit too, if, if that is um, needed. So, all right. Wild, naked, her tongue sticking out, an uncomfortable feral image of force bursting sheer power. She wears the most glorious, gorgeous jewelry, ornate bracelets and necklaces, and some amazing elephant-shaped earrings. There's blood, that unsettling substance with which women are intimately familiar, everywhere on her and around her. It drips from the severed heads of a demon that she's holding up with one of her arms. It's collects in the plate below her. It's on her tongue and the skirt of ripped out arms, which alone cover her nudity. 
It's on her pool at her feet. There lies the beheaded demon too, and next to it, her husband, Shiva, the destroyer, snake, and all. Kali is the ultra-powerful Hindu triple goddess of creation, preservation, and destruction. She is the animated force of Shiva, the destroyer, lord of the dance. She has the insatiable hunger of time that births, then devours. Kali is the embodiment of Mother Nature, going back to what we were talking about, who cleanses away the old with natural storms and fires to make the ground fertile for new crops and life. Kali, I had a misspell in my little typo here. Kali is the ultimate get things done goddess. She's a powerful ally to those who call upon her. Kind of think of her like a stage mother. She'll push you beyond your comfort zone to reach the heights of your potential. I I like that description of Kali (laughs) as the stage mother. Well, you know what's interesting? Um, A little side note. When I first moved back to Ohio, um, my mother was ill and my life had gone into chaos. And I kept from my um, goddess guidance oracle cards, I kept getting Kali and I knew nothing about her. And I was like, she doesn't look happy and comforting, but I kept getting that. So it kind of made me say, okay, well, why am I getting this? Let me look into it. And it really was. I mean, I went from being in California within one month, selling everything and moving back home. So there was that complete ending of one life and the beginning of another. So it was kind of interesting. She kept coming into my life at that time. I like that description of her, the stage mother. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Definitely. That is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Timing, destruction, rebirth. Oh yeah. And it was definitely, yeah. And it was definitely an ending of one life to begin another life. So crazy. Thanks, Kali. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I think that's where we bond together as well, because we're like, okay, yeah, we definitely had that kind of end and start. Yes. Skulls, back to the darkness. Yes. Skulls, cemeteries, and blood are all associated with Kali's worship. Her energy is uncontrollable. After killing two demons, she got drunk on their blood and began dancing on their dead flesh. She danced herself into a frenzy until she realized she almost danced Shiva, Lord of the Dance, to death. Her name in Sanskrit basically means she who is black or she who is death. In Hinduism, goddess of time or doomsday or the black goddess. The feminine form of Sanskrit Kala means time, doomsday, death, or black. Kali's origins can be traced to the deities of the village, tribal and mountain cultures of South Asia who were gradually appropriated and transformed if never quite tamed by Sanskrit traditions. Okay. This is going to be a word that I have my fingers crossed. (laughs) The phonetic spelling. She makes her first major appearance in Sanskrit culture in the Davi Mahatmaya. I think I said right. Yes. Davi Mahatmaya. Mahatmaya. Thank you. The glorifications of the goddess in um, circa 6th century CE. Although depicted in many forms throughout South Asia and now much of the world, Kali is most often characterized as black or blue, partially or completely naked, with a long tongue, multiple arms, a skirt or girdle of human arms, (laughs) a necklace of decapitated heads and a decapitated head in one of her hands. Often portrayed standing or dancing on her husband, the god Shiva, who lies prostrate beneath her. Many of those portrayals depict her sticking out her tongue, 
sometimes said to indicate her surprise and embarrassment at discovering that she is trampling on her husband. I mean, who hasn't gotten so excited about something in life (laughs) and then boom, you find yourself stepping on your husband. Big whoop. You know, it happens. Goodness. Yet the association of Kali with an extended tongue has early roots. Me. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. It's like school. (laughs) All right. You got this. All right. A precursor of Kali is the Ogres long tongue who licks up oblations in the ancient Sanskrit texts known as the Brahmanas. The Devi Mahatmaya. Thank you. The Devi Mahatmaya tells of Kali springing from the anger of the goddess Durga to slay the demon Raktabija, meaning blood seed. Good job. That was all of my phonetic spellings and you did it spot on. It's a very, it is a very (laughs) phonetic language. I find. Um, I also recently learned that its roots are in Latin. So it's yeah, pretty similar to some of those Latin romance languages. Hmm. That sheath then became Kali who is also called Kaushika, the sheath, leaving Parvati in the form of Gauri, the fair one. Theologically and sexually liberating inspiration in her more violent sexual manifestations. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kali is a true monster and that she is both frightening and awe-inspiring, beautiful in a way that isn't in any way pretty. Not shallow, not manageable, not comfortable. So since the late 20th century, feminist scholars and writers in the United States have seen Kali as a symbol of feminine empowerment. So um, you do see that she is much more prevalent in kind of the New Age movement. So while members of the New Age movement have found Kali, look at her, couldn't care less if she's likable or not. She isn't afraid of her force. And if you are, that's on you. This is coming from the article um, from the Quartz magazine. It's just so perfect how she says it. She isn't the kind of deity that will easily be found sitting on a drawing room shelf or hanging from a wall, garlands around her frame. That just isn't her thing. She's got to slay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She is the quintessential embodiment of Shakti, which is female power. She emerges as an independent goddess around 1000 BCE, and she evolves as a controversial character. She's scary, bloodthirsty, the embodiment of destruction, but she's also the ultimate protector against evil. And she is spiritual and bodily, erotic and sexual, and as such, courageous. In the, yeah. oh, you're going to have to help me with that one. Tan, trick. Tantric. Tan, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, okay. It's early in the morning for me. In the tantric <laughs> cultures that revolve around her, eroticism is primarily a way of confronting one's deepest fears. Oh. Arunduti Singhal, the co-founder of the Mythology Pod- Project, a platform for analysis of mythology and folklore, notes that Kali's ambivalence and at times contradictory nature is in line with her being an early female deity. Duplicity and multiplicity was a, a trait. Rough paragraph. It's... You got it. <laughs> Duplicity <laughs> and multiplicity was a trait associated with female divinity and antiquity, she explains. Male gods have a single side with the exception of Shiva, who has a complex nature because he contains both female and male natures. But, says Singal, you wouldn't have a goddess standing for just one thing. Hmm. 
I, th- yeah. I find that very fascinating that in other cultures, you know, the, the female deities do mm-hmm. kind of embody Kali and other early female goddesses were the expression of nature. Like nature, she has a destructive side as much as a benevolent one. In this, she isn't quite a Devi, a full goddess, but shares the traits of what are known as Asuras? I believe. I think, yeah, de- which are demons, but just for the lack of a better translation. Different supernatural beings who don't always have the ability to keep their passions under control. As a female, the power of creation rests with her. And as a female too, so does the sheer force of nature. Yeah, Rockstar. Yes. This makes Kali the feminist icon we need today, and that she is a complex figure with many traits, all of which are equally worthy expressions of female strength. Unapologetic because it doesn't even consider that there would be anything to apologize for. Kali's role in the mythology vehicles, a concept of femininity very different from the demure, graceful ideas that are mainstream the world around, including in India, the land that gave birth to this fierce goddess and yet prescribes the ideal woman as dutiful, submissive, obedient. Kali is none of that at all. Her power and ferociousness, yeah, are greater than Shiva's, whom she nearly kills by stomping upon him, an image so upsetting to the patriarchy that explains mythology. Devut, Dev, thank you. (laughs) In Seven Secrets of the Goddess, it was a long-kept secret. The myth wants her to be bloodthirsty and uncontrollable, while Shiva, the male god, is wise and in control. But this, note Singal, is just the male retelling of the story, shaped by centuries of patriarchal values. There is another way to think about it, one in which the goddess is not trying to dominate Shiva. She is dancing, celebrating her victory against the demon, and got it carried away. I mean, again, who hasn't done that? Kali represents nature at its rawest and most untamed. She is the culmination of all that is strength and power. She is loving without being devoted. She is the ultimate mother, the mother of all power, without being reduced to the role of only a mother. Kali's femininity isn't performative. She isn't like more manageable avatars of the female divinity, such as Durga or Parvati, calming, reasonable, submissive, demure. She doesn't even have the traits that feminists old and new have seen and loved in her. She isn't angry. Although she is like fury, because nature knows no anger. She isn't even wild, though her appearance rejects the constraints of culture. She is simply wilderness itself. I love that line. Yeah. It's true. Choosing Mm -hmm. Kali as an icon isn't reclaiming the right to be aggressive, feral, ugly, or merciless. It is embracing that the ultimate goal for which women choose, or I'm sorry, continue to be at war is simply to be like Kali, whatever the human gaze may choose to see in it. Love it. It's, you know, I think a lot of us struggle in this day and age to just be, to just be ourselves, to accept who we are, what we're doing, or even just to sit in that kind of silence. It kind of reminds me a lot of uh, the restorative yoga that you do as well. Yeah. I think that's why Kali um, speaks to me, even though, yes, if you knew me, she's not probably the first deity that you would think deity that you mm-hmm. think I would um, gravitate towards, but it's evolution. It's yes. that need to change. That's the only way we can move forward. She's, you can translate her as time just as much as you can translate her as this force of destruction. So yeah, like you said, restorative yoga, sometimes what we need most is to 
sit still and go in because that's where the change happens. Absolutely. And Melissa's restorative classes are amazing. I haven't taken one in forever and I need to. (laughs) My hips are screaming. (laughs) Um, A little bit of interesting things that I found were some correspondences for Kali. So with her, her symbols um, tend to be flowers, specifically the hibiscus dancing as she has so uh, frequently demonstrated. The element of iron swords, which would go with, I guess, her war type Mm -hmm. um, persona feathers and honey um if you do choose to work with kali uh things like uh, putting hibiscus or honey on your sacred space i guess that's her jam so um and two of the crystals that actually work very well for her and i this one website said it perfectly uh black tourmaline is basically kali in rock form so (laughs) i thought that was kind of interesting i was like yeah yeah, that kind of is. <laughs> um, she's a very timely goddess to work with yes. right now. Definitely, definitely. And I think she's just getting more and more, not necessarily mainstream, but uh, others are beginning to know about her. Because like I said, I didn't even know anything about her till like three years ago. And then I was like, wait, what yeah. is this? So it's, it's because, you know, I think when we think of goddesses, because actually Chris and I on New Year's Eve, we watched Clash of the Titans. You know, I think that's what a lot of us think goddesses are but there's so many different uh, cultures and types and just you know different embodiments that I think each goddess kind of comes into your life at a different time as well so that's my little spiel for that thing I would agree Um, and you should you you should listen when they come into your life yes whatever given time the first goddess oracle card is from Amy Sophia Maraszynski and that is the goddess oracle so when you pull this card It could possibly mean Kali has begun her dance in your life and to let you know it's time to face your fears, which that is a great way to embrace her. Mm -hmm. All that is lurking ominously, either buried deep in your inner darkness or close by, needs to be stared in the face and brought into the light of consciousness. Are your fears serving you by warning you about dangerous places, things, or people? Or do you do your fears prevent you from dancing your dance, living your life, creating with creation? Kali comes to you and tells you that your dance is needed as part of the whole dance of creation. Wholeness is nurtured when you reclaim the pieces of yourself that you've given over to fear. Most fears are formless. By naming and witnessing the fears, you gain power. Wholeness is created when you learn to acknowledge your fears and walk through them energy into the current day it's this idea of kind of stripping everything else away and moving to find yes. that connection to again she is she's not mother nature but she's a representation of that energy and um peeling away all of that other stuff all of those demons whether you respond to kind of that dark image of kali or if you look past that and see that beauty, that feminine power rising from it. Perfectly said. Um, The other card set that I have is the Goddess uh, Guidance Oracle cards by Doreen Virtue. And for that, the message from Kali, it's a little bit different. Um, In it, she's saying to you, I sing praises to those whose hearts accept the universal order, which only appear to be chaotic and ever-changing. In actuality, everything is designed down to the smallest detail to be in perfect operation. The dance of the universe is a happy one with energy swirling and twirling in a never ending celebration of life itself. 
So that kind of brings in her dancing. You know, maybe that's yeah. why she's dancing. Join this dance, dear one, and enjoy the remarkable journey of the weavings of the story of your life. Do not fear what appears to be change or loss. It's only the transitioning orbit of energy interplaying with you and your loved ones. Embrace it as evidence that you're alive. Embrace your deepest emotions as a signal of your true human essence. So various meanings of this card as well are your current changes are for the best. Keep your thoughts positive as they're very, very powerful. What appears to be lost is really the beginning of a happy new phase, which for me, that was true. Yeah. Let the past go and it's time to move on. And once I started going down the rabbit hole, there were so many websites and so much knowledge. And yeah, definitely research her if Kali calls to you because she's amazing. So I'm glad you picked this one. Thank you so much, Melissa. You're just wonderful. And I hope you'll be on again. And hopefully the next time we can actually be in the same space. Yes, that would be amazing. And and thank you. Where people can find you as well. That'd be great. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Nicole. I love listening to this yeah. weekly. And um, I knew enough about Kali, but I learned a lot of new things today. And I do learn something from you every week. So Keep it up. Oh, thank you. Real things. This is real. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's relatable and <laughs> kind of just little bits to tell you how to incorporate it into your life. Oh, love your face. Okay. How can we find you? You can find me um, online at societyverde, V-E-R-D-E.com. I am active pretty much only on Instagram where I'm at society underscore verde. And um yeah. I'm best in person. I can't wait until we can gather (laughs) social yoga and um, maybe travel. I hope I get to travel with you and everyone again one day. Wow, that's a lot about Kali that I never knew. Thank you again for listening all the way to the end. And thank you again to our amazing co-host and guest melissa from society verde please check her out on instagram society s-o-c-i-e-t-y underscore verde v-e-r-d-e her website um, societyverde.com you can follow me on instagram at goddess.chat.nicole with two l's n-i-c-o-l-l-e and remember dance like kali is watching Have a blessed week. Bye, goddesses.